Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman, founder of Halcyon Education. Hello, and welcome to Halcyon Education podcasts. This is episode seven, and in this episode, we're back to student interviews. I talked to a group of students at a boys' secondary school and the deputy head at the school, who is also the senior mental health lead. This interview is about 20 minutes, but there is a whole wealth of information, some fabulous ideas, things that you can action straight away and support the mental health and well-being of our children and young people. Not only are there some actionable ideas, what's lovely is how well the students articulate their ideas and insights. But what is particularly powerful is they share what helps to promote accessing help but what also prevents them from accessing help within a school setting. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did. First, a quick word from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school, so that the concerns you face that are more unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and are one of the main reasons CPOM spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk where you can also book a demo for your school. Now to the podcast. Hello and welcome to Housing Education Podcasts and I'm thrilled to be joined today by three students and the deputy head from the school. So if you could introduce yourselves that'd be amazing. I suppose I'll start. My name is Bo. My name's Tamid. And uh, my name is Seamus. And I'm Mrs Fisher. Fabulous. So what we're looking at today is this idea of how we can help mental health and I think all of the students that are with me today, you've all part of the student leadership in terms of mental health mm. and got a real commitment and passion for mental health, haven't you? But also being on a bit of a journey and, and gone through challenges yourself and so even more passionate about it. Yeah. How, how is it you think the school has helped you to thrive in the way that you are? Uh, I think, I should probably start by saying, when I came to the school first at year seven, I was experiencing like a lot of anxiety and stress. It probably started around Christmas in year 10, uh, I mean year six, sorry. And from there, I sort of had a low level stress until the transition from primary to secondary school. Cause you know, at the end of year six, you're the top of the school, you're the big kids and you're very used to the teachers and the kids there. And um, no one from my school was actually going to this school that I'm at now. And uh, that added to it because I had some very close friends in primary, which I had to leave behind. So then when I came to secondary school, I was feeling a lot of stress. I had to leave lesson regularly. I would get upset. And, um, and I was really helped out by my school, especially by a teacher called Mrs. Hewitt. And... And uh, what, yeah, did so this, I, what did they do? What did the school yeah, do? Yeah, I was allowed to be taken out of lesson when I felt like I needed to, but sort of as a preventative measure before I got upset. Mainly it was just talking things over, and it really, really helped. And over time, as 
I knew that I had this kind of support network, but also as I began to make new friends, and yeah, with the support network from the school, I really did manage to get on top of it. And I mean, my parents helped a lot as well. And ultimately I've managed to find measures that helped me to overcome the stress mainly. I mean, it's never gonna completely go away. Uh, and I'm sure I will feel anxious again in the future about something else. But I've, I've overcome that, I've pushed past that challenge that I had at the start of year seven and throughout that. And I would say that the biggest things that helped were knowing that I had support, being able to talk to people, and then ultimately having friends that supported me and that I could talk to and enjoy myself at school. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm really yeah, pleased that you've been able to share that because I think you were, you know, you were struggling to attend school at all so you were you know you didn't even want to step into the building did you didn't, no. just didn't want to be here so to to have got to the place that you are now it's absolutely fantastic and I think that's the thing that we need to acknowledge when we're talking about anxiety and mental health issues it is uh, it is real it's not something that is sort of just it's not something you can ignore or push past and you know when we're ill physically we will take days off and we'll take time out to rest and recover but a lot of the time because mental health isn't acknowledged in the same way mental health issues uh we don't get that you don't get to take a break to get better mm. and i'm not saying that every time you feel wobbly you should take an entire day off school but i do think that it is very important to relieve the pressure if it is something you know within school or whatever mm. that is making you feel stressed i think that the most important thing for the school that helped me was being able to step out of the situation that i found stressful just so i could recover and then i would go back into lesson like yeah. 20 minutes later yeah. or whatever i um, can i can actually yeah. imagine um, if that hadn't been acknowledged by the school, if the school hadn't taken that seriously, and I'm going to ask Miss Fisher really, you know, what is it that uh, ensures that this school sort of has that level of commitment really? I mean, Bose obviously just said that if it had been ignored, it would have caused more harm for him. I think what's really important for us at school that it isn't just about progress and grades at the end of year 11, it's about making sure all of the young people that attend here are happy, healthy, confident, resilient, and that they understand that any of us can face mental health uh, challenges, but that there is a planned programme of support in school available. We do a lot of work with the transition feeder schools to find out if there are any pupils that we need to be aware of and put that support in straight away. But also students like Bo, who came to us on his own. Mm. You know, moving to secondary school is, is a really big challenge in itself anyway, but certainly if you haven't come with your network of friends that makes it even tougher mm. and when the boys come in in year seven we do a letter to self mm -hmm. so they write to their form tutor about what they wish their form tutor knew about them and we often find out lots of things that are going on at home or things to do with lack of confidence low self-esteem that we can then add support in for yeah um, and we also personally interview every single year seven yeah we've been doing that for the last couple of years so every year seven has an interview with uh, a pastoral member of staff and between the letter to self information from transition 
and also that interview we're able to get quite a well-rounded picture of that individual yeah but we also do a lot of work in school about positive mental health well-being also spotting signs of anyone who might be struggling mm. and making sure the boys know of all the different support ne- mechanisms we have in school yeah. uh, that are available to them yeah absolutely i think what's great is that you're going to be part aren't you tamid seamus and Bo of that promotion mm. so yeah. there's another layer now of student leadership where you can do that so just thinking about some of the things that we've done this morning in the session, are there some ideas that you think other schools would benefit from knowing about, about how you might promote good mental health? Well, like, speaking about it, because I didn't speak about when I was going through a lot in primary, I didn't speak about anything. I kept it to myself. My parents didn't even know. I don't think they even know to this day. Well, I think I've told my mum, actually, and yeah, she's acknowledged it. We're okay with it now. But I didn't tell anyone before, and... I think it was till year nine I told my friends about it because of all the things we were doing at school about it's okay to not be okay and like right. emotional well-being so yeah. school has actually helped a lot on yeah. Yeah. helping me to speak out. What stopped you from speaking out? I'm not sure it was just I didn't feel like I, sh- I didn't want to because I didn't feel like my, I didn't because I thought I had friends in primary school when actually they weren't friends and I had that fear of if I made a friend again would they actually be a friend or would they disregard me like before so that stopped me from speaking out so like a fear of rejection if you sort of yeah said how you were feeling and how you were doing yeah so that's amazing isn't it but isn't it incredible it took you a couple of years to really kind of open up about things you've been through so it just goes to show this whole school approach and consistency is so important for schools how about yourself Seamus? i think it's a reminder of knowing that it's all right to not be all right or it's that reminder knowing that there is support out there like i was saying miss hewitt she helped me a lot um with my anxiety as well uh, with the classes we do and the thing uh, our school try and do to support students and um, it's very hard to talk about it like Tamid as well I was dropped by a lot of friends in school I thought I was part of the friendship group until it come to choosing groups and I would always be left behind and it was definitely this thought of being rejected again when you're rejected for a lot of your life from other people as well and it's when you come to secondary school it's like a new start of your life and it's to develop as a person and as a young adult to actually um, to kind of be a better person and develop these skills that you'll benefit in life. Mm. I think like you both were saying um that whenever, if ever someone does mention something about their own mental health not being, you know, where they feel it should be or them experiencing anxiety or something like that, it's very important, at least I believe that it, it, it's very important that you never push that away or even just constant or even just like try and divert conversation away from it. Like when someone says something like that, don't force them to talk about it but I think it's extremely important that you're willing to talk about it you know it's it you're willing to have that as the topic of conversation Mm -hmm. because it makes them understand that it's something you can share without other people being you know either being you know bored by it or by being um 
you know, not caring. Yeah. I, I think it's extremely important that whenever we do, whenever someone does approach you, if ever they do, about their own mental health and their own struggles, that you're willing to just engage with that conversation. Otherwise, yeah. you will feel that kind of anxiety of being rejected by that friend. Absolutely. Like, now a short break to hear from our sponsors. Stamps by Post is a family-run business and a Royal Mail licensed provider of postage stamps to schools, charities and businesses. So whether you're a small rural school or a large multi-academy trust, you can have your stamps delivered straight to your door instead of visiting the post office. And when you order before 4pm, they're dispatched the same day via the first-class post. Stamps by Post have been providing customers with a first-class service now for over 25 years. To find out more or to place an order in just a few clicks, go to www.stampsbypost.com. Now back to the podcast. We can hear that rejection is, is almost caused more harm than good, hasn't it, for, yeah. for a lot of you, you know, sharing that. Um, and we can see, can't we, that feeling of isolation. When you're feeling isolated with, with, with your own thoughts and your own feelings, then if you've got no one to talk to, that, that just it's just another layer of adding to your burdens and your problems, isn't it? It's like yeah. a weight that's been taken off you. Like, you feel relieved that someone knows and you can talk to them about it. And if that weight's gone, then you can focus more on other aspects of your life. Yeah. Like making friends or actually doing well in your... Because I feel like with people with mental health, if they do not like share it, then their grades start to fall. But if they do share it, then they've got someone to fall back on so that they can focus on their grades while someone else is helping them Yeah, with their mental, mental, mental health. Absolutely. Yeah, so it, it means that, yeah. So if a school isn't, is just focused on grades and doesn't really see the whole picture then actually if somebody is struggling it's just going to affect their grades anyway and I think that's definitely your view is here isn't um, it? We have so many different strands of mental health and emotional wellbeing support in schools so we have done a programme looking at mental health with informed time, we have topic days, we have assemblies Mrs Hewitt's job role has actually changed in school so she used to be a pastoral member of support for a, a particular college and now her job purely is doing one-to-one -one active listening or small group support so she offers breakthrough for anger management, raising self-esteem, coping tools, exam anxiety, concerns around eating so Mrs Hewitt is available four days a week, yeah. pupils can self-refer, staff can refer, parents can refer and knew this just this last half term is we actually have an in-school counsellor yeah. who works one day a week who's a fully qualified counsellor who uh, comes in and works with some of our students as well so those are some extra layers of support that we've added in mm. um, and then I think we've got some really ex exciting ideas for September to do wellbeing Wednesday with all form groups yeah. throughout the school and that will include staff wellbeing because staff wellbeing is important as well in amongst all of this and also um, putting together a wellbeing calendar so we all know what events we've got and getting the um, wellbeing leads and um, mental health champions to to help shape those events uh, and lead them yeah uh, which would be great for them yeah i think that it's important to focus on and to acknowledge mental health as being a big problem because it, just relieving the pressure is really important i believe it becomes a bit of a and it did with me it can become a bit of a vicious cycle you're feeling stressed and if you don't get you know, the ability to be able to just take a step back, resolve those issues, at least, you know, to a point, 
uh, before you are able, before you, you know, go back into lesson or go back into the environment that was making you stressed. Uh, I think it becomes a vicious cycle of, you know, I'm stressed now and my grades are beginning to drop and I'm not being as friendly and as open, so it's pushing friends away. And then that makes you more stressed, which just exacerbates the same issues. So if if you don't focus on your mental health, talk to someone, have the teachers or family support you, or even friends. And then if you don't manage to take that step back, resolve that issue, it's all just going to compound on itself. And I think it's just going to, in all ways, all of the different things that can be affected by your behaviour, which is pretty much everything, everything will get worse. Absolutely. At but, least yeah. to a point until you take that step back to resolve the problems that you're feeling. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it really compounds on itself. And I think what Miss Fisher's sort of explains as well is shown that how powerful the school environment is for being a catalyst for for changing, feeling like you're alone, feeling like you're isolated, feeling like it's actually working against you, and like you said, you, it ends up being a vicious cycle. So, you know, all the preventative work, all the groups, having a, a counsellor, doing all the kind of work in year seven to get ahead of the curve, really, mm -hmm. is is just a massive part of of support for you. And you know, I'm thrilled that you, as mental health champions, will then be part of that moving forward as well so I'm conscious of time because I think you're going off to your next lesson so I want to thank you very much for your time today and being open and honest about mental health because as we know the more that we can do that the more that we can reduce stigma and, and rejection the better so thank you thank you very thank much you very thank you what a fantastic episode packed full of information about how to promote good mental health in school and some actionable strategies and ideas that you can take away to support the well-being of our children and young people. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share with your colleagues and other people who you think might benefit from really understanding what mental health looks like in a school and this whole school approach. Thanks for listening once again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section of the website www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.